As I've mentioned in previous videos, and probably you get the sense just from watching my channel for a while, I've spent the majority of my adult life living outside of my native Canada, most of it in Asia. So I spent years in India, I spent years in Thailand, I'm currently in Indonesia, I spent a year in South America. I'm fairly well, well traveled. And I think in particular spending time in developed, uh, or should I say developing countries, has given me a few insights into myself. Obviously that's kind of a boring statement, duh. What I mean more specifically is it's given me some insights into my own problems, my own struggles, my own jealousy issues in the past. It's given me some insights into this stuff that I think could also be valuable for anyone else watching this video who might be struggling with obsessive jealousy or retroactive jealousy. So in today's video, I'm gonna share a few insights into struggling with retroactive jealousy if you're living in the Western world in the 21st century. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome obsessive jealousy, overcome retroactive jealousy. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one, or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So as I mentioned, I'm fairly well-traveled. Uh, I've lived in several countries around the world, and I've had a bunch of experiences in those countries that have really given me some insight, frankly, into my own nonsense, okay? What I mean by that is a truth that studying history has taught me and a truth that living in developing countries has taught me is that for the most part, my life as a straight, white, Western man in the 21st century is too damn good. And before you click off this video thinking this is about demonizing the West or demonizing men or demonizing whiteness or straightness or anything, that's not what I'm talking about at all. What I'm saying is, is I think if you're male, female, whatever, if you come from a Western culture in the 21st century, most of us have absolutely no conception of how incredible our lives are. So I have a BA in history, I have a master's degree in history, I studied history for many, many years. And when you study history, you learn pretty damn quickly that right now is by far the best time to be alive in human history. There's never been a better time than now to be alive. And yes, I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about in the midst of this crazy pandemic, in the midst of Trump and obscene nationalism and all kinds of the chaos of the modern world and stupid culture wars and stupid political infighting and all the chaos and natural disasters. I mean, right now, there's never been a better time to be alive. And if you are born in a developed country, Half the battle is won right there. And the reason I know that is because I've spent a lot of time in countries that have greater challenges relating to poverty and famine and hunger and natural disasters. I spent a few months in the Philippines last year. I absolutely loved it. If you have the chance to go to the Philippines, go. The food is underrated, by the way. It's actually really good. It doesn't get a good reputation, but the food is great. Anyway, <laughs> this is not about Zach's travels. But a terrible, terrible storm, a cyclone, uh, just hit the Philippines. And there's a bunch of people, I mean, hundreds of thousands, millions, I think, without electricity, without running water right now. There's all kinds of chaos going on there right now. And this kind of thing is quite common in many countries in this part of the world. To say nothing of all kinds of social challenges and the political corruption in many of these countries and the inequality, that if you think inequality in the West is bad, come to India. That kind of thing. And to be clear, I love these cultures. I love these societies. I have loved my travels. My point is, for so many of us in the Western world, our problems are not problems. Because we have been born into a more developed society, because our lives are pretty darn good by comparison, by comparison with other parts of the world, and in comparison with 
any other time in history, <laughs> literally any other time in human history, we have no conception about how great our lives are. We can turn on the tap and have clean water to drink. There's always enough food for the vast majority of us. There's all kinds of wealth and opportunity and resources and a social safety net and I could go on and on and on and on. Okay, Zach, what is the point? How is this relevant to retroactive jealousy? Because I think when you start gaining this perspective more, when you travel, when you read history and all the rest, when you start looking for perspectives outside of your own and really practicing empathy, truly practicing empathy, it's not easy, but I try. When you start doing that, at a certain point you realize how incredible your life is by comparison to so many others in the world today and in human history. I'm living in Bali, Indonesia, absolutely stunning uh, place. And I'm so glad to be here. And, you know, I have challenges throughout the day. You know, my website's down and there's this technical challenge and this guy didn't get back to me and he's doing, you know, supposed to be working for me and, you know, on and on and on and on. Or I got some nasty YouTube comment. I mean, that doesn't really bother me anymore, but once upon a time it did. Anyway, I have challenges, right? I can walk down the street and see 10 people who are really struggling. You know, economically, there's, they don't have the food that they need. They might have not have access to clean water. I can go on and on. And when you have those moments, all of a sudden it helps you realize how much of your own nonsense is pure nonsense. You know, because it's so easy to get wrapped up in your own sort of self-pity sometimes. And when you live in a place like Bali, or frankly, when you study history, when you really go deep into history, you realize how lucky you are to be living in the time that you're living, in the country that you're living, or born into the circumstances that you were born into. Life is so great for so many of us. And I really think part of my own journey, you know, to kind of link this back, to keep you guys watching, I really think a big part of my journey toward overcoming retroactive jealousy, and I haven't really thought about this until recently, but I think it's true, a big part of my recovery has been gaining that perspective. That this problem years ago, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend's extremely normal past, how is this a problem? It was a problem that I couldn't stop thinking about it, of course, and I, you know, learned everything, and I mean, you know my story, you can read my book, you can take my course, you get the idea, you can watch this channel. But the point is, being exposed to how so much more of the world lives and operates and realizing my own privilege, that's an overused term nowadays, but my own privileges, my the, all of the gifts that I was born into as a white Canadian guy, gaining this insight has really helped me put things like retroactive jealousy into perspective. It helps me put that annoying email that I had to send into perspective. It helps me you know, put my frustration towards my tech guy aside. It helps me put everything in perspective. And by the way, this can absolutely help you put obsessive jealousy or retroactive jealousy in perspective. It can put your whole life into perspective when you start actively appreciating the gifts that are in your life more and more each and every day. By the way, a really, really simple, easy way to start doing this is to start your day with some kind of gratitude practice, right? You've probably heard about this. Everyone's preaching gratitude this and gratitude this and you know that. Practice gratitude. The way that I'm doing it recently, and I've been good and bad on this in recent years. Sometimes I've fallen off this habit, sometimes I've picked it back up, but I've been pretty good recently. I start my day, I do my meditation, I review my goals and affirmations and all that stuff. But I also take just a couple minutes and write down three things that I'm grateful for that morning. And this can be things like, you know, it varies depending on the day, but this can be, you know, the love of a, a beautiful woman in my life, or I'm gonna have an amazing cup of coffee. I'm a bona fide uh, coffee snob. I love good coffee. And wow, I, have, I can afford to go down to the store, get the best beans, you know, set up my AeroPress and do it just right. That's amazing. Or the fact that I have the internet. I mean, the internet is a, is a revolution. It's a miracle. 
If you told people about the internet 200 years ago, they would have put you in an insane asylum because they thought there's no way that you could do that. There's no way this could be possible. There are so many gifts in our lives, so many gifts. Everyone watching this video, if you have means to watch this video, if you have access to something like this, YouTube, you know, just to cite one example, my guess is you have all kinds of incredible gifts in your life that you're not even fully appreciating because, by the way, I fall into that all the time. I get wrapped up in my own nonsense. This stupid self-pity you know, voice in my head sometimes, we're all guilty of listening to that voice sometimes. But I'm here to tell you that can really help put everything in perspective the more you're actively appreciating the gifts in your life each and every day. You know, It isn't easy at first, but once you start doing this more often, it becomes easier and easier. Because once I start my day with that simple gratitude practice, I'm grateful for a, a glass of cold water, I'm grateful for the internet, I'm great, whatever it is, you know, depending on the day. When you start off your day like this, you start walking around and, and you start proceeding into your day, noticing more things to be grateful for. And it's a great way to sort of imbue your day with a more positive, grateful energy. So I would suggest start practicing more empathy if you can and, and actively trying to practice that empathy which again is a challenge for most of us, certainly is for me, but I'm here to tell you that it can really help to put things like retroactive jealousy or your girlfriend's past or your wife's past or your husband's past or your boyfriend's past. It can really help put these things into perspective and show us that these problems are not actually problems. And though this particular problem of obsessive jealousy or retroactive jealousy can really hinder our quality of life, believe me, I remember what that's like. We have so much to be grateful for and there are solutions to this problem that are right in front of you. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.